comes and waits. Here comes the pitch, and there goes a line drive to left field. Suarez after it. He leaps and over his head against the wall. Here comes Gillian scoring. Oakland wins. Jackie Robinson is being pummeled by his teammates. Welcome back, sports fans. Another great episode of Speaking of Sports. I'm Ray Shipione along with Chad the Wiz Grimley and the godfather Chuck Grimley, high atop the Grimley Financial Studios. What's going on with the Phillies? Guys, if you take out the two games where they scored 29 runs in the last 13, the fighting Phillies are only good for 39 runs. And if you think they're if you think their pitching's any better, oh no, they got a 5.48 ERA. And Chuck, Chuck, where are the home runs, Chuck? They only have 15. <laughs> hey, listen, who needs me when you're as hot a fire, Cocker Man? You've been doing your work? This is all I've been doing. I'm watching <laughs> doubles and triples. We got a softball team, Chuck, right up your alley. I got it. Well, you took half my material away on the opening. Uh, we don't hit home runs. And nope. we did say before the season started to watch out for five guys, the big names. And we talked about how they delineated last year down in some areas by you know, 20%, some some big declines, one of which... Because of their age. Age, yeah, thanks for plugging that in. We were talking about players 29 to 32 in that bandwidth. We did talk about Turner OPS last year, uh, meaning power numbers, way down. And then this year he was as low as 750 after the some junk games back-to-back. It came up a little bit. Uh, no home runs yet, season to date, from Trey Turner. Now, we're, we're going to love him as a table setter. Um, I, if you had an over-under for me right now, because he's changed the hitter, that's part of it. If you look at the bat through the zone and what he's doing, there is a great example of an unselfish player playing for a single. Watch him. He, he's, he, he's just got a shorter swing, two strikes, he's delivering. And that, that and his average is up there. Yeah, just the, to be fair. Yeah, you'll like he's him. over three hundred. But if we were going to say he's going to bat three fifteen, was you sure as heck wouldn't expect him to have two stolen bases? He's been on base like 17, 20 times right now with a few walks. The Phillies are ten and one, eighty five percent success rate in the league this year, and Turner's not stealing bases. Wiz, what's up with that? Well, it's yeah, it's interesting. He's Three stolen bases, zero caught stealing this year. So yeah. the quick quick thing is, okay, steal more. You know, he's had years where he's stolen 40, multiple years of 40 bases, multiple years of 30 bases. Ooh. Last year, 27 steals, only three caught stealing. So he's a proven elite threat on the bases. Yes. And a smart guy, too, where he's not going to be out very much. So, yeah, you got to steal more, especially when, you know, you had Chorber in the two-hole who was struggling. But I think it goes back to what we said last week. They were maybe waiting for the long ball Power by Schwarber. Yeah. You don't want to have a stolen base be called out, and then the next pitch, Schwarber hits no home run, something like that. But now with the lineup changing around a little bit, it looks like Stott's being pretty aggressive on the base of him leading off. Turner's doing a good job, obviously, there in the two-hole right now. No and Schwarber's actually been dynamite in the three-hole uh, when he's been there so far. 
He's hitting over 300 there. So the, it's working recently. It's kind of a segue bit, but it's been working. Yeah, it's a segue. Already. Uh, a little, a little bit. And that's kind of where we're at with right now. With, with well, right, right to your point, and, and once again, was great, great input. Um, here's the company they have at a, a pitching ERA of 5.48. They have the illustrious uh, company of the Nats, Royals, Rockies. Uh, Tigers, Oakland, and one that I can't make out. It's probably the Red Sox, it looks like. Uh, that's their company. I mean, it, when and I, over the years, see batting averages change a lot more than ERAs, a lot more. You've got a ways to go when your team ERA is 5.48. So I don't know how they improve that. Yes, certain guys, you know, figure to get better. But there's also guys that have very low ERAs right now that aren't going to be zero zero zero. So I mean, you know, five point four eight is. And here's some other things. Once again, the defense fourth worst in baseball defensive efficiency and defensive runs save minus ten. Same act as last year. How about this stat, Ray? Our baser. It's a tech stat. Runs from base running. Your guy made it happen on the bases and and scored an extra run because of his base running prowess. Runs from base running. Two. (laughs) Turner has one. Zal has the other one. All the other clubs have guys high as three and four, one, 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 one. Okay? So we've been out on the bases nine times, Wiz. I mean, it's what it sounds like. Yeah, they're leading the league in that. Uh, they strike out. They're second in baseball in striking out. Runners and scoring positions a problem. 15 home runs. So for as much good as there is, they're number one in baseball today, batting average 293, number two in OPS. You would normally say, give me that on any date, and that converts to other really good data. Not here. Not now. There's so many offsetting stats that dilute the batting average in the OPS. Um, and, we, you know, some of it we saw last year with, with the bad defense. How about the other night? Schwerber doesn't get the two balls. Then he has two opportunities to throw guys out. On line drives right at him. And I'm saying, this, this guy's out. And the ball goes up the first baseline. The other ball went into the dugout damn near. I mean, we don't throw anybody out. Was it the plate? No. Just to show you what I know. Well, and, and, and the Wiz, too. He was in on me with this one. Stott, who he labeled as a minor league hitter. <laughs> I, think, I think he did. He's bad, only 380. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Marsh, who I can't stand, is right behind him at 378. Yeah, these are anomalies. And, yeah. and Castellanos <laughs> is that a robust. Yeah. 279. The guy yeah. was hitting 170. So I don't know where I'm. I I'm well, apparently, I don't know what I'm doing. So here's your disclaimer the last 10 games have been against the Marlins and, and the Reds, and they're two woeful teams. Now, we did beat we did beat the Cy Young uh, winner. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, we did beat him up. They hit him. Um, I was watching the picks, pitch box. He's, he was missing. He's throwing the ball with the middle of the plate. At 98. And if you throw the ball over the middle of the plate, which to me is an amazing thing to think about. In other words, if you 
throw 98. Let's round up to 100. You're throwing 100 where the ball actually makes a hissy noise. We've covered that. But you're not hitting the paint. You're not hitting the black. You're over the middle. You get bombed. It, and Wiz, you've never faced 98 to my knowledge. I think we saw no, 90. No, I've never seen 98. We saw 92. Uh, man, dear, ball was hissing. Uh, and all of us were saying, what's 100 like? D- didn't we agree that night it was unhittable, Wiz? It feels it, yeah. Yeah, yep. it really does. And yet in Major League Baseball, if you're over the middle of plate at 98, they'll whack you. That that's that's how good that skill well, is. Chuck, the other the other thing is if you don't hit it solid, um, and I was I was swinging an aluminum bat, so I can't imagine with wood. It makes your hands ring. These that. guys, these guys that have that that make the ball move. I I, I hit a, a a guy was in the mid nineties and his ball was just moving, and and I I made contact and my hands felt like they were shattered i broke my thumb senior year uh, march 26 uh off of a danny potts who became an all-american in st joe's uh, he was a junior lefty and uh, oh what a great pitcher wow and he just threw a innocent 82 inside a jammy aluminum bat and shattered thumb and uh, that was that knocked out eight games the first eight games well, that's why they wear that rubber. Uh, if you, every, everyone notices, and you'll see it as batters um, go up to, to, to bat or, or take a practice swing, you'll see a rubber. It looks like a just like a rubber uh, knob on their thumb. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. got a hole in it, and they stick their thumb, and it, it actually goes on the pad of their their thumb. I got a question for you, uh, smart, attentive baseball guys. Uh, Skipper's going to be joining us in about two minutes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to ask him in this lineup right now, which is hot, uh, forget the disclaimers, that when Harper comes back warmed up, not the first five games, whatever, but once Harper's Harper, I'm going to ask Charlie to give me his lineup. Uh, it doesn't have to be adjusted for the uh, analytics with the pitching against hitters. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that out of it and just say, you know, on most days, give me your lineup. And let's see if he keeps uh, Schwarber at third or second. Are we agreeing that he will? I think he will. I'm asking for a loan. For a what? A loan. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't do loans. I don't do loans. Yeah. I, I I am gonna get Charlie on the line here, and while I'm doing that, I'll break some some Eagles news for everyone. Uh-oh, we're, we're it's not official, I don't believe, but Jalen Hurts five year, two hundred and fifty five million extension, yeah, hundred hundred and eighty million guaranteed, becomes the highest paid player in NFL and history. I will swear to you, and I don't swear lightly. My son knows this. I sent a text a month ago at two fifty. I missed the guaranteed portion by 10 mil, five years. And not, not that that makes me anything. I think everybody. So wait a minute. Yeah, that's what I said. Hold on. He becomes, Chad, he, he becomes the highest paid player in NFL history? Uh, Ray, 50 million a year? Yeah. Wow, that's insane. It's crazy. 50, it's crazy now that you can be, a, if, if you're the one of the best players in the NFL, you make a quarter billion dollars. That's just insane to think about. But How about the guaranteed money? 180 mil break guarantee, break I know. Break his leg tomorrow. Oh, and, that's and, what we see now with quarterbacks after, uh, yeah. after Watson get, trying to get guaranteed money. But he's going to bring us two to three Super Bowls. So uh, Wait a minute. Harper's got to play an extra yeah, to get 50 right. more million. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
shorter career. Well, it's 100 million, right? Yeah, don't forget, Harper's going to be playing the last four years, batting 140, just collecting a paycheck. Probably, <laughs> probably not. I should. That's all right. It's only going to. It's not going to be very much the way the way his contract is. The Phillies have two long term mortgages now. You can't have any more because you'll start to get diminishing returns on productivity with age, and yet you'll have debt, right? Even adjusted for compensation, gets a little complicated. But we have a lot of finance guys, ladies that listen. You know, I mean, how many long term mortgages can you stuff in there? And they're not productive mortgages to tail end, and you got like six of them. Well, you'd have a problem with payroll, right? And they got two with Turner and uh, and Harper. Hello, Chad. Hey, Skipper, are you with us? How's everything going today? Doing good. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Oh, absolutely. Well, we got Ray on the line, and we got Chuck here as well today. I made it in today, Skipper, because I knew you were coming on, and I said, oh, I can, <laughs> All right, Chuck, I, that sounds good. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I want to start with a couple things here. We're going to come in hot. We're going to, we, you know, we know a lot of this stuff that that's going to improve. And when, certainly when Harper gets back and, and all that, and it's going to get better than it is right now. Everybody has confidence in that too. But he, here's a couple of questions. Yesterday, we jump out to a nine run lead. You know how much we talk about resting our catchers. And we also know how much uh, JT caught last year. When you're up nine runs out of the gates against the Reds, they have no comeback power whatsoever. And JT's already caught 13 games. Why don't you give him a day off, uh, Skipper? Can't you look at that situation and say, I'm putting the number two guy in. We're going to Chicago where it's cold. I'm getting JT the heck out today. Yeah, I uh, probably uh, my thinking there would probably be uh, 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 the other uh, with the other guy, uh, a little left-hand hitter. Yeah, backup catcher. Uh, yeah, you know, like he's, uh, he's hurting. Uh, you know, like he, uh, he, uh, he's been, in, uh, having, having some trouble with, his, uh, with an injury okay. and probably, and, and, you know, probably, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, like he didn't have that option to put him in. Good, a good answer. That's it. Okay. My bad. I should have known about the injury, which I did not, uh, in a game like that where runs are plentiful and everybody's, you know, having a fight at the bat rack to get in there. I th- I was looking for you to come up. You know, when they put the position player in, I thought for sure you're going to come out of the dugout. The the, <laughs> the players not want to come out of those stat stuffing games where you know players say I could grab three to four hits early in the season. My batting average is going to come fifty points. Is there a mentality amongst major league players that coach don't take me out? I want to I want to grab my three four hits too. No, I think that actually. Uh... I think it uh, the situation there is you know like once it reaches uh, once the game like we got a nine ten run lead and once once we get into the game he's, uh, you'll start looking around and saying uh, anywhere from the middle part of the game probably from the sixth inning on uh, try to find a way to get your uh, bench in the game and things like that to give them a one at bat or two at bats things like that I I don't uh, I think the players uh, uh, they want uh, you know, argue with you about that or nothing coming out of the game unless it, uh, you know, like if they can set some kind of record or something, they might want to stay out there. But usually, usually, you know, like the manager, you know, like that's that's no problem. You know, really, I mean, they'll, they'll come right out of the game. They'll take the rest. All right, here's my third question before I kick it over to Ray and uh, Chad. So the team has been up in OPS the last few years, and this year, oddly, 
as we sit at number one in batting average at 293, which is great to see, and number two in OPS, which is also great to see. But then you go and analyze what's missing, and you see the reason we're number two in OPS is that we lead the league in doubles, but we're not hitting any home runs. And a guy like Trey yeah. Turner, Trey Turner last year dropped an OPS, the home run number, and none this year yet. Here's age factor as we get to 30. Is, is, is it an age thing? Is it too soon? Or does, is this team not going to be, because you know how much we rely on home runs in Major League Baseball teams to, for run production. What's up with the home runs missing suddenly from this team, Matt Skipper? Yeah, I look at uh, I look at that. Well, we put, we're uh, 6 and 10. Um, and, uh, you know, you look at Turner hit five in the World Baseball uh Series and things like that, right? But at the same time, if you look at it, when it's all said and done, I I think that he he'll be anywhere from like twenty to thirty home runs for the seasons when when the season ends. Right. I think it, that's kind of as you can try to go by his track track record. He's been very consistent along the way, and I think it uh, it's just a matter of time till we start hitting more home runs. I think I think it's coming. Uh, I look at our our lineup and eventually, you know, like we're going to settle in. You like. We've had a uh, what we've we've had two days where we scored a bunch of runs. We scored 15 against uh, uh, Miami right. at one night, and we scored uh, 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 13 yesterday. And uh, outside that, if you look at at our uh, at our offensive performance, you know, like we haven't uh, what if you say say like 14 games, we haven't really you know put together a, a whole lot of runs yet. Right and. Uh, and that's kind of misleading, you know. Like our 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 batting average is a little bit misleading. It is, you know, like when it comes to scoring runs and knocking them in. So, but that's just uh, that's just where we're at, you know. Like the, uh, baseball, usually we I like to say, you know, like the first thirty games, uh, you see the league kind of uh, balance out, or forty games somewhere around first. And that, that when we get there, you know, we'll know uh, more about our team, and you know, like, and we'll know, you know, like what we really need to do and things like that i think coming out of spring training i think that we're just slow slow getting off and you know like i i can't put my finger on the reason but at the same time too we we of course uh would like to be playing uh, better baseball and winning more games and i think it's uh if we can stay 500 you know like if we can get to 500 by end of this month and things like that and just kind of sit there uh, you know, like for a little while till we till uh, hitting season, as I say, comes in. <laughs> right. You know, like like uh, we could, um, we'll be sitting in a good position. Of course, Atlanta Atlanta's off to a good start. Yeah, the Mets are off to an okay start. You know, like we don't want to get too far behind, and uh, I don't think we will uh, 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 do that. I think we'll be able to hold her on, and hopefully, the next uh, say fifteen to twenty games. You know, like. Um, we can uh, put a, uh, a little winning streak together or start winning two out of three series, two games out of three in the series. And, we, and if we do that, we should be sitting in a good position, really. Here's a stat that ties right into what you said, Skipper. Uh, if you take the two high-scoring games out, 29 runs, you're left with 13 games and 39 runs for only three runs per game as, as a right. medium average. So that was a great – Great point you made. I'd just like to get your thoughts on the bullpen and what you're seeing over there because it's it's been kind of the you know the, the sore area there 
you know, on the pitching side, the starters have did, you know, they started a little slow. They've showed signs of, you know, bouncing back a bit, but the bullpen is just, it's really, really been tough. So what, what, what are your thoughts on, on that, Charlie? Well, I think, you know, like when we say that our bullpen's been taxed and I hear, you know, like I hear what everybody's saying, you know, like when I look at it, we got 13 pitchers. I mean, 13 pitchers to me, that's a lot of pitchers. And, you know, like 11, uh, uh, if, if, if we had 10 or 11 pitchers, you know, like, to me, when I when I was a manager, I thought, well, you know, like we got the ideal number of pitches because we can get them all work and get them all, uh, uh, you know, like kind of strung out. You know, like as 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 we go along, coming out of spring training, of course, you know, like we want, uh, you know, like we want to put our pitchers in in their role and that and and you know, like and, and try to stay prepared. Any more pitching is a little bit different than what it was when I was on the field. And, uh, with the fact that we got 13, you know, like, uh, we have roles for them and, and, you know, like they'll, they'll, they'll use you, you know, like in the situations and, uh, therefore, you know, like they, they will look to rest you. They believe in rest, uh, uh, much more than I do. But at the same time, too, you know, like, uh, we got to strain their pitchers out more as far as, you know, getting the pitch and the more they, the more, they get to pitch and go out there, the more consistent they'll build up and should uh, definitely should improve because we have we have a lot of talented pitchers. A lot of them have what, what I call good stuff. What a lot of them throw hard and they have all speed pitches. But at the same time, we definitely have got to improve and get better. And how we're going to do that is through work. My, my final question there with the bullpen: If you're coaching this team right right now, who do you make the closer? Well, I, you know, like I think it actually. Uh, when you look at it, I think that they, uh, uh, our team was set up on some days that Al Alvalado will, will close, and some days that you might see uh, Kimball, and some days you might see Sir Anthony. It's kind of how they've been used and, 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 and what's going on on that day. That they, we, we haven't set a, a definitely closer yet. And, and, and you're like somewhere down the line, I, you know, like I figured that. Uh, that Robbie Thompson definitely do that. Also, yesterday's game, but what I liked about one one of the things I liked, uh, Nola got stretched out to ninety eight pitches, and and that was good. You know, like that's the most yep, pitches yep. he's thrown uh, uh, coming out of spring training, and also up to this time. And the more that him and Wheeler and in our road and and the guys in our rotation, the more they get to go over that uh, seventy five or ninety mark. Or something like that. You will see as the season goes on. You see, you will see them going a little bit deeper in the game and everything, which no which will and that right there will will straighten out our bullpen. Skipper, um, sure. great to talk to you again. Let's talk hitting. Your favorite subject. <laughs> Three guys that have had that have struggled and and that we've kind of given a hard time on this show a little bit. Castellanos, Marsh. Castellanos is at 279, Marsh at 378, and Stott leading the way at, at a 380 clip. Let's just take Stott. I just want to take Stott. What do, what do you see him doing differently now in his second season that's made him such a you know a good hitter? First of all, he, he knows the strike zone, and, he, and he's, and he's uh, patient at the plate. He has what I call a, a tremendous two-strike approach to the ball you know like he, he, he'll spread his stance out a little bit and you he'll use his hands a lot more you know like and i and you know, like i call that a two-strike stroke okay know, 
that's trying to put the ball in play. He's, he's letting the ball get deep on him and things like that. We make sure that he, that he don't strike out a lot. But, and and he, in the in the leadoff hole right now, he definitely he's getting on base a lot. And he has a high on base percentage. He's getting a lot. He's getting a lot of hits. And uh, but when he really yesterday he led the game off with a home run. Now eventually, you know, like he can even get better because he learns how to hit in the count and try to get balls to his strength. Like his his strength to me is middle down in, kind of down in from middle of the plate inside. Right, and, uh, and he and he and he definitely can pull some balls, and he should hit fifteen or twenty home runs, and 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 he should be a high average hitter, and also walk quite a bit. That's that's unbelievable because we really, like, even in the in the preseason, Skip, he just was struggling, like, against major league good <laughs> major league pitching, and that was just frustrating that that, that he could be, and and now you look at him, it's like amazing. Hey guys, uh, 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 I don't mean to be interrupting you, but if you would go if go look at what what he started out in spring training, it took him a long time to get a hit in spring training. Yep. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> he was overpowered, and and I was wondering if he, you know, we used to say, you know, is he a major league hitter? Yeah. yeah. Um, and and Marsh, uh, who everyone told us uh, will be, a, it, it's just a, a great guy in the clubhouse, and. Will be a you know a great player, still up and coming, but he's at three seventy eight. So they're they're kind of both right. just taking right. off, you know. Can Marsh be a major league hitter? I mean, I'm saying two eighty. I'm not talking three eighty, but I mean, is this a guy we could actually count upon? I mean, I know when the Phillies picked him up, they talked about the batting coaches can make some changes. These results we're seeing are ridiculous, but I mean, if you had to bet true or false, would you say this guy's at two eighty? Uh, hitter in Major League Baseball, long term. Oh, I was, I, I definitely think he can hit 280. Okay, I, I wow. mean that. I definitely. And uh, listen, to this too. Like, if you look, and last year was the first time that Marsh had played a full season in, in, at the Major League level. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, like he's coming, and where he's at, and I'll tell you something. Marsh really loves to play, and uh, you know, like, and, and he's got power. He's got, as a matter of fact, he's got. He, uh, they don't talk very much about his power, and he's got big power, and uh, he has a chance. Yes, I I say he he could very easily hit two fifty. I mean, I, that would be a good uh, start in his career, and, and maybe some uh, one of these years he might even hit three hundred. And and man, and he's going to hit some homers. He's going to hit. Uh, he's definitely capable of hitting twenty or better. Yeah, things like that. He's a good player. He's got a chance to be a real good player. Not, not too many people know he's got ten extra base hits lead the team right, right. now. I mean, that's deceptive, and he does a, he does an adequate right. job in center field. You know what we were saying uh, before the show started? You know Harper's going to come back, and in a second we want to actually your lineup with Harper. But right now, if you're going to get production from the three guys that Ray was just you know, mentioning, the other guy should hit. You know JT will eventually. He starts off a little slow. Man, that lineup suddenly looks like it's one through eight. You know, I mean, you may not have an easy out in the lineup with Harper back. You still miss Hoskins, no doubt about it. That's what we're seeing. 70 extra base hits per year. You take that out, of course, with Harper, and you're missing 140 extra base hits. That's a lot, you know. But that lineup looks like with Stott, Boom, and Marsh hitting. Skipper, there's no weak weak bats between one and eight. It looks like you're in trouble. Yeah, you know? 
You know, when we uh, when you we got a chance to have a bottom of our order could be a really big time run position. Yes, uh, uh, because if we can continue at the top of our order and getting Turner in uh, in Strahd on base and things like that, you know, we should the, the middle of our order should definitely uh, do what they're capable of doing. And once we get Harper back. I've always said we're going to uh, put up some runs and we're going to hit some homers too. Right. I think it, uh, I, but at the same time too, I'm like everybody else. I, you know, like I, uh, I want to be a little bit more consistent and, you know, like get going and, you know, like start playing like I think we can. Well, speaking of consistency, I'm glad you used that word, Skipper. And earlier you mentioned, you said problematic with strikeouts. So two of those uh, words now we're going to circle and apply it to this player that we do pick on. Uh, on this podcast, no doubt about it. We're harsh on this guy. And we don't believe, when you not just from the analytical breakdown, but just common sense looking at the 200 strikeouts and batting average against lefties being like 160 and late and close and high leverage late. There's some dreadful numbers with Carl Schwarber. We don't think he warrants being up there expecting Especially when Harper comes back, when other guys are hitting, you know, 280, 310 on base percentages high. When you got that much offensive core action, and then right in the middle of it, you got a guy that's going to stop it all, you know, 200 times with a strikeout. Uh, we don't justify that. We can't find a rationale, notwithstanding the 46 home runs, of which. Not a lot of them impacted a win last year, but that's a that's a whole thing for another show, Skipper. When Harper comes back, and, and this is fun, we like doing this, you know, back and forth. Where do you have Schwarber batting with everybody healthy? I'm not talking about a tough lefty, a normal right-handed pitcher. So, where do you have Schwarber batting when everybody's back in that lineup? Yeah, I think uh, I think what you're going to see, I think it. Uh... Uh, uh, Swarber, you know, like the fact that, you know, like when we sit and talk and, uh, uh, I look at him, uh, Swarber's got a tremendous swing for me. He's got a short, compact swing. Definitely, uh, definitely, uh, better than a, than a 200 hitter. And I, I like it. I like to think that Swarber is definitely capable of hitting anywhere from 260 to 270. And I think, I think that once he gets going, once he gets going a little bit, I think he'll definitely improve his batting average. From last year, because uh, he can hit the hole at first base, you know, like it used to be the shift and yep. everything like that. Yep. He's already he's already hit two or three balls in the, the right field like that, and you know, like and actually, you don't have to really smoke the ball to get it by, uh, you know, like uh, you know, like uh, uh, to hit that hole. So therefore, I, I look for him. I look for his batting average definitely to come up some. And when you think about it, look, he he knocked in uh, he knocked in right. Close to 100 last year, scored close to 100, and he was in a leadoff hole and things like that. And it's hard for me to, you know, cut him up. Is that uh, in my way of thinking about the game? But it, but also too, I know he's a better hitter than 200, and I and and I expect him to uh, improve that. And you know, like and and when he does, I'm sure somewhere down through the middle of the lineup, or you know, like uh, Robbie. Robbie Thompson will figure out the right place to put him, really. Yeah, would you would you bat him in front of Harper? You're talking about third versus fourth. Would you put Harper third, Schwarber fourth, so you don't get that early strikeout first? So many times this year, first and second, nobody out. 
Schwarber, Schwarber Kayser doesn't move the runners over. And if you have Harper third and the game's turning over the lineup in the ninth inning, you got Harper instead of Schwarber to end the game against the elite lefty. What would be your lineup when Harper comes back? Do you mind us asking me that? No, you know, like, uh, you like that. I, I look at our lineup, and as long as we, we got guys at the top of the order, our first uh, two guys right now are getting on base real good. Right. And I like that part. And so when I think about it, Harper's probably a, a, a fits in a third hole right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like from, from our down, you know, like uh, I would say, you know, like uh, Schwarber definitely will get Harper some some protection as far as getting fastballs to Harper. And yeah, like love that. that. I feel that way. Love it. So, you know, like, but I, I, I can't, you know, like I don't want to make a, uh, an exception until Robbie Thompson how to run his team, right? You know, like I, you know, like I want him to manage the kind of, you know, you, you know the way that he wants to, and and you know, like we'll go from there. You know, like and, and, and like I, I, I don't get me wrong. You know, like I think the more we talk about it, you know, like the more that we'll uh, uh, see things. And uh, uh, but now I think he will uh, work the problems in the lineup out. But and the reason is is because he's got a lot of options. He's got a, a lot of options to work. Sure like does. when those young guys hit, like we're talking about, like Baum and and uh, Stott and uh, and Marsh, that right there gives him more options. I mean, really. Chad has a stat that we used last week, Skipper, on Alex Baum. You're not going to believe this, and I never heard it last year. But uh, yeah, we we were talking about uh, his ability to hit left-handed pitching, and and last year, if you look at. Uh, he had 175 plate appearances against lefty, and if you look at guys yeah. who were similar, anyone who had like 150 plus, Bohm's the best in baseball. He had 352 That's against lefties right. last year, and he had a 935 OPS. Right. And this year, he's been right. doing really well so far. Last time I looked, so the guy has just right. been abs- an absolute terror against lefties. And this year, he obviously has shown he cannot right. only do that; he can hit righties too. Um, but, you know, actually this year he's hitting righties better than lefties, but he's also hitting lefties well. Yeah. So he's really made just tremendous improvement at showing he can actually now hit at both sides of the plate. Right. I, uh, when you look, when you, when you, when I look at bomb on our team, you know, like if you look at him, uh, all of a sudden here he is, he's starting to, uh, get to the ball, what I call in, in, into his strength hitting middle end. And he's turning more balls to left center. He's not hitting foul balls to left field. But he's he's learning to hit more balls to left center and hit more balls in the sixth hole. He's already got some hits up the middle that he wouldn't have got last year and things like that. The, uh, they used to shift him like a left-hand hitter. Yes. And, he, and, and when he was going bad a couple of years ago, he was hitting balls just as hard as anybody on the team except they were catching everything he hit because of the, that, that he was inside the baseball all the time. And But, but the real good hitters, a, for him to be a, a what I call him a, a tremendous, get the most out of his talent, he's got to do what he's learning how to do right now, and that's to turn the baseball up in the count and get the ball in his strength when he's ahead in the count, if that makes sense. And that's what Judge did last year. If you go look at Judge's charts of home runs, uh, like uh, 40, 43 or 42 of his home runs went to the left of center field. 19 went to the right of of, of of the backdrop in center field, and but but what he what judge had he had patience enough last year to, when he got ahead in the count to to get the ball into his strength, and that right there is what he had. Uh, my my thought process is why he had a big year. Yeah, and and to that point, Bohm has demonstrated a incredible ability 
to hit even with a slight advantage in the count. I mean, after a 1-0, this guy's hitting four four twenty three. So you, I mean, he, he right. must get I mean, his confidence must be amazing up there, where he knows he's one zero and he's got that slight advantage already, and he just takes yeah. that to his absolute absolute maximum potential there. I mean, four twenty three after one zero, that's uh, that's that's pretty incredible right there for one pitch. You know, getting the, getting ahead in the count. Yeah, that's crazy. He's a slow pitch. He's yeah. a slow pitch hitter after one up. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's real good. That also too, when we think back about the lineup, how. And how you how you can uh, uh, you know like think about the lineup and what you do with it and things like that. Uh, Bomb becomes a huge uh, uh, option in our lineup because I th- I think he can hit anywhere in the lineup that that, that you want to put him. Really? Yeah, and, and then, I mean it's, it's kind of wherever you want him to hit. And and that's exactly our point, Skipper. You underscored it uh, uh, exquisitely because and I know we're projecting here a little bit. We're, we're I get that. So we're sort of advancing it down the road. But what we're saying, our thesis says that, you know, it looks like the top two are going to be really formidable with, with the way it is right now. Man, if you can have those table setters, have first and second, first and third a lot, and then you got Harper, and then you got Baum, if he was batting fourth with that average and power, then you got Schwarber. I like Schwarber in the five, five hole there and let that guy with the high batting average that gets on baseboard right. doesn't strike out as much right. in the four hole. Yeah. Now, and I know we could talk that all day long yeah. about a million different lineups, but you know, that's a, <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, listen, I'll, I'll tell you about the lineup too. Is like uh, guys talk all the time, really. I mean, you know, like, like, but at the same time too, that lineup will work itself out. Yeah. And the reason it is, you know, like if you want to hit high, you, you uh, make sure you hit good. Hit good, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, really. And, and, and you like, you look at Marsh. He started out hitting ninth. He's already moved up some in the last yeah. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, so therefore, you know, like the, the the better you hit, you know, like the higher the higher the, the more at bat uh, the manager's going to try to get you. So you know, you will be hitting up in uh, up in the top of the lineup. When, especially when people struggle. Are there any rule changes you don't like? Because, you know, generally everybody seems to really be in love with all the rule changes. Why did it take so long? Uh, the, the pace of the game, we had an hour, 57-minute right. game yesterday, sub right. two hours. Any rule changes that you've seen that you think they'll tweak in the off season? I think, you know, like I, uh, I we're stealing more bases. I saw on uh I was watching MLB the other day, and they were raving about, you know, like 80% of the stolen bases yeah. and things yeah. like that. And, and believe me, that, that's really good. But at the, and at the same time, I uh, I think back to myself, well, and they were saying, well, you know, like uh, this has never been done before and all that stuff. Ty Cobb was stealing bases 180 years ago. Right. Base running, I want to tell you something, stolen bases never left the game. You know, right. we, we uh, actually we just shut the whole running game down there for about five or six years. I mean, really. I mean, mm-hmm. stolen base. We've always had speed in the big leagues, and and now that they made the bases a little bit bigger, that might add four inches or five, six inches, whatever. But at the same time, too, you know, like stolen bases never went anywhere. They they've always been a big part of my offense. And once that we got Davy Lopes when I was a manager, we oh, got yeah. Davy Lopes. You know, we. We added that running part to our game, and that gave us a, a more solid offense and a way to 
uh, manufacture more runs. Yeah. And, that, and it definitely plays big. And, 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 and I, I'm, I'm glad they're running now, really. But also, too, speed is, is good. And, you know, like Turner adds that speed to our top of our order. Turner is exceptionally – I love to watch him run. I love, love to watch him slide. And all of a sudden, here's Strott and some of those guys – you know who not who are not really burners, but at the same time we they can steal bases. Yeah. I think some of that definitely comes from a clock. I think it, uh, I, you know, like you can uh, you only get to throw over twice as a pitcher now and things like that. And I think it, they work on you know like getting jumps, especially when uh, you, you you know like when a pitcher doesn't hold them on real good. You know, like you definitely got to hold a guy on, but I don't know how you do that and let the clock run yeah, down. The clock right, really. Right. I, I, I also, you know, like I haven't figured out on, on the clock yet. You know, like I, I, I saw it last year in the minor leagues, and I know it, it does cut. It cut fifteen to, to thirty minutes off of a game at times, and and you know, like, and I understand that uh, you know, that definitely makes the game go a little bit faster. But also, too, and with the clock, to me, it takes away from a guy like uh, Maddox, Jamie Moyer. Of uh, 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 Holiday, of uh, uh, Cole Hamels, guys like that who pitch, and they they can control the game. They can speed the game up. They can can take it down. They can Absolutely. do, and they can they uh, control pitchers. And they are the art of pitching. Those guys yeah. that can do that, they are the art of pitching. That's why they in your rotation. That's why they're big 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 winners and things like that. And I worry. That that sometimes that that can hinder someone. Even you know, like uh, uh, I'm sure Nola and Wheeler and them have to get used to the clock, just like all other pitchers. And probably they will improve as we go along. Hopefully we do. And and so so uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you about that rule in about what a uh, couple months. See how it's been going. Two quick questions. Um, is it really that hard to play in Philly? Apparently my dogs think so. <laughs> oh, easy boys, easy. <laughs> hey, let me tell you. Hey, hey, let me easy. tell you something. Hey, yes. It's no, it's not hard to play in Philly. The the problem is the the fans that come to the ballpark in, in Philly and play the money, uh, pay their money and sport and and, and they of course uh, back the team and everything. They're the ones that that want you to play hard, play the game right, and things like that. But but when you don't do that, and and uh, and you become kind of uh, you know like they go, they gonna let you know that, and you know like they gonna get on you and things like that, and you're gonna become mentally more mentally tougher, and and you're gonna end up being a better player. When when Bone said this place, you know they had they had the camera on him, and he said this place really sucks. I just really because yeah. I, I I I feel that the players think that because they're just getting tortured all day on podcasts and, and, and on radio shows and to, to me it was a really a way to see what these guys think of Philly you know right. of course he apologized but you know these guys gotta hate getting booed and, and right. just you know everything that comes with it guys I want to tell you something I, the, the success that we used to have definitely the fans played a, played a huge part in it I've always said that and and who they are and the people in downtown Philadelphia when we doing good when we doing good right now I can walk downtown and they, you know like they want to talk to me and they they show me all kind of love and everything like that but of course when we doing bad that's baseball 
Right. You know, I'll tell you something. You know, like they pay the money, they, they they support their team, and look, nothing wrong with them wanting us to win. And when you uh, uh, pass the test, there, like Bomb last year, what he kind of said, and you know, like, and he's kind of, he kind of passed the test, and the next day they uh, they uh, was was uh, clapping for him, and ever since then they fell in yeah. love with him. Yeah. They were, you know, that's how it is. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Hey, I remember when I. Came to Philly for about two years. I was getting fired every day. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. You know, I, I, after we started winning, no, everything. You know, like the, they loved our players, and you know, like they loved the product we put on the field. They loved the fact that we had people doing a good job and helping our team out as far as when we need somebody else to help us and things like that. And and uh, they fell in love with our characters and the way we played the game. And and also. It made a mentally tough, our players mentally tough, which is great. That's what we want. Skipper, you never got booed in Ponzios. You'd walk in every day. Everybody loved you. <laughs> you, 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 don't, you don't remember this, but I, one time we were talking about Howard's front foot. And you're, you you said to me, now, Chuck, when he's gone good, this is what he does. And, and, and you were standing there in the aisle doing Howard's. You were saying when his front foot is too fast, it's not good. And you were showing right. his front foot. We were having a right. blast. We talked about Jimmy Rollins, whether he should be right. back to lead off or not. I mean, <laughs> you were always gracious, accommodating, and always willing to talk baseball, whether yeah. the team was winning why or not. People loved him, Chuck. Absolutely, I still love him. I yeah. mean, he's a, you know true guy. Yeah, you, you, know. you, you would yeah. Be, you would be voted the easiest coach to love in the history of Philadelphia sports, <laughs> all all the sports, and you still bring that passion. And I'll tell you something, right. a lot of knowledge, a lot of knowledge. It's yeah. not like you're sleeping for your older, you're, you're still tuned in. you got a lot of knowledge <laughs> of the game, man. And you and Bo, we're so lucky to have yeah. you guys on the, on, the, on the show. I appreciate that. And I'll tell you something, you know, like the, I always stop. I always stop and talk to fans. I yes, mean, you do. and actually, it's, sometimes it's not a, and some of my best conversations are not about baseball at times. Right. You know, like yeah. I'll listen to what people say because I think that is, uh, you know, like I think that uh, you learn things that way. And also, you know, like that's kind of what life's about. And, you know, like, and I, uh, and uh, I, that's why I love the Phillies. I stay with them and I watch them all the time and I pull for them just as much as, uh, as, as, uh, as if I was still the manager. How do you think it ends up this year? Do you think we run down Atlanta, or do you think we're already looking at wild card? I think I, I think it. Look, we got we got three of the best teams in our league. Yep. And you know, like, and, and two of those teams are almost sure to get in. Two of our, two of our got teams in our league. Sure, sure enough, uh, got a good, great chance of getting in. Maybe three, but at the same time, we want to make sure and play good enough and compete all year long and active. We want to win our division. Yep, and I and I think we can. Atlanta is really loaded, aren't they, Skipper? They their lineup yeah. is formidable. The Grissom guy and even the guy they sent down, Harris. I was shocked. Right, I was shocked they sent yeah. him down. But now they got other guys batting eighth that weren't right. career great hitters. I'm right. forgetting on the, the one guy's batting eighth, batting three sixty right now, and that yeah. won't that won't last, of course. But for the moment, of course, they picked up uh, Murphy. Is it? Uh, their, their lineup, there's no yeah. breaks in that lineup at all, and they got some speed yeah. too, you know. So uh, right. and pitching, uh, yeah, they're they're formidable, uh, and, and I think they will be tough to run down. You know, they say you can't win it in April, and I understand what they mean by that. 
But I also disagree because if you have a, t- a 10 and 20 April, good luck catching up the rest of the season versus a 20 and 10 April that puts you in good spot. So, you know, you can't lose games that you should win, right? You got to right. beat the teams that, you know, are under 500 that are the, you got to play your schedule, but you got to beat the teams that you should beat. And last year we did that with the Marlins the years prior to last year, we were way under 500 against the Marlins, you know, as an example. Right. Yeah. Well, listen, Skipper, we uh, appreciate having you on so yeah. much. Look forward to having you back. You're a great baseball guy. You're a great ambassador. You're a great person. Uh, so uh, thank you so much for coming on. Go Phillies. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, guys. I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I enjoyed your questions. They were good. Oh, thanks. Thank that, you. That makes us feel yeah. good coming from you. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Skipper. You. Yeah. I'll be talking to you. Thank you. He is so entertaining, is the word, is it? I Not- love I Listen, <laughs> bomb and strut. Bomb. Oh, I love it. And I thought he'd take the bait and give me a lineup. No way in on earth no. is he yeah. going to go yeah. against uh, Topper. He's not going to do it. Didn't take the bait. No. Uh, you know, it's funny because when he was talking about strikeouts, he used the word problem and consistency. So I'm, I'm circling them going, well, that's not Schwarber because he strikes out a lot and he's not consistent. Therefore, when Harper comes back, and who knows, maybe I think he's the perfect uh, five-hole hitter on this team. I think he's the perfect five-hole hitter, absolutely perfect. You know why? You're going to get to him a lot. The way the top of the order is going to hit, you're going to have two on, two out. The five guy and up. you want a lefty in the five hole, three and five, right? Lo- love him at five. I absolutely, with Harper back, love him at five. And I'll say this: I will sign an affidavit if they'll put him in five hole that their win percentage increases, and I'll stop complaining because he's a perfect. I'll put up with the strikeouts. He does not destroy a rally or an inning. Okay, batting fifth, and he does that a lot at second and third, and he'll do it at fourth. You don't want to have uh, two outs and one on, and uh, and and he, he strikes out then in the inning, all right? I, I just, there's two, as long as you have batting average, as he's get, and I know they're not going to hit, you know, 293. What if this team stays about 275? Possible? Well, we don't know. You know, the three guys you brought up, if, if you know three guys, and if they're if if Skipper's right, and they're going to hit 280, then you do have a high batting average team that could lead the league. Well, in that case, Schwarber can be nowhere near the top of the order there because the home runs alone don't always come at the right time, at the right impact. And and so far, I'm keeping a Schwarber uh, analysis chart, and he's got one win attributed to him directly. A three to two game, the two one homer, and there's four games we lost where minimum contributions could have won the game. So I got it one in four. I'm going to keep it throughout the season. And by the way, in that stat, it's defense. When a ball drops at the warning track, that's routine. When two throws go into the dugout, throw it home where the guys are out by 30 feet, I'm going to have the chuck factor, uh, and that's going to be part of my daily show. I want to do a daily 15 minute show. Uh, on the Phillies games, and I'm going to kind of dive in deep for the baseball fans. It's really like a 15-minute uh, analysis of the of the previous game. But I'll be having a lot to say about Schwarber because I'll have the mic 
the day after the game. It's a little bit harder, as you know, Raymond, once a week to recapitulate something that happened seven days ago, right? But uh, the, the next day, when it's fresh in everybody's mind, that's when I talk about a throw where the runner was dead out. Everyone's going to say, oh, yeah, I was watching last night, and that runner was out by 20 feet. With I see plays now where the guy, the runner, is just touching third, and Schwarber's playing a short left field, and he's filled the one hop. He's got the ball, and, my, and you see it. Your mind goes, oh, he, he's out by 20 feet. And the throw's high. It's up the first baseline where it takes four bounces. He's got a dreadful arm. Um, and we have the same problem in right field, too, when Castellanos is out there. Um, and by the way, Chad, meant to tell you, um, listen to the game with mom. And whoever was McCarthy was announcing, mm-hmm. cave, 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 not cave, Kavi. Kavi. But the, no, they did say yeah, cave. cave. They gave it the other one. Oh, wait. They, they gave it your version. They gave it Kavi? One, what announcer does? Say, say, no, yeah. I knew I heard it somewhere yeah. in spring training. Yeah, I don't know if it's Kavi, but it, there was a, a, an accent yeah. on it instead of cave. Yeah, yeah. Cave. I'm honestly not sure. I'm just going to start calling him cave because yeah, I've heard so with... many people call him cave at this point. That All right. I, think well, it's cave. I got a question. Yep, go ahead. Is 15 minutes going to be enough chuck for chuck? I don't know. Uh, you're you're just retaliating because I kind of boxed you out a little bit today. You know, I'm oh sorry. Oh my god! Not only did you take my question, uh, I thought your one question really sucked, but I'm, I'm not going to say anything to you. Dumb which one? Which one? All right, we're going to have fun here. I, I I don't mean the words like you know. Chad shaking his head. No, don't ever say it. We're allowed to have. Ahead, a, you only can, interrupted him. Yeah, can can we all, can we have a little bit of? language in the show a little bit we're we're pretty uh g-rated i'd say now first of all be facetious the question i disagreed with in premise was the uh negativity with the players and and i think they take the booing and i, I think they love philadelphia they the, i think they're energized by it and i think they love playing they here i think they yeah, love they that's Play why it. when they leave, they bat 400. You're right. <laughs> You're right. They, they, they love it. To a man, if you ask those people, okay, what they think of the Philly fans, they hate them. Oh, I don't, I don't agree at all. Because I could not how could you more. boo a guy? Wait a minute. How could you boo a guy who is your best player, who – most of the time, does it right. And then when he do- goes in a little slump, you boo him. I mean, how, who does that? I think what that's, city does that? I think that's greatly exaggerated. I don't know that Harper gets yeah. booed every time well, he strikes out with bases loaded. When they zoomed in on Bohm's mouth, that's what he really thinks of the Philly. That's what he really thinks of the Philly fans. At that time, if that camera wasn't on him. He was forced to apologize, of course. Yeah. Is is that the answer? But he's absolutely right. It sucks. Uh, how many times? You, to play with how many times have you said Harper? Harper say I love playing here. Well, he has to. He's here for thirteen years. Yeah, I think he better way, be saying that. Way in here, Wiz. Um, I think it depends on the personality. I think Harper's got that like killer personality. It work, Philly works well for him because right. he's he 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 holds himself probably very accountable. Yep. There's other guys. Original player. Yeah. There's other guys. Maybe it didn't. Um. But then those guys who make the transition, like Boehm, obviously was in a tough spot last year. Yep. 
I think when he said it in that game, he had like three errors and like by the third inning. But since then, like he's made great adjustments and, you know, he probably enjoys Philly more right now. But I think there definitely are guys who just never get used to the fans and uh, and can't do it. But the, and I think there's guys who love it. I really think it depends on the player. And some guys, it's Philly works rolling. for them. But like, my yeah. big thing is, like, you look at Philly, why didn't Mike Trout ever come here? It would have been so great to have Trout in Philly. Absolutely. Oh, God, it makes but you again, sick. he's playing in sunny L.A. where no one gives a damn if he's terrible or if he's great. Uh. I and mean, they still, and they still don't come care. watch the Eagles, and he can yeah. still come watch his Eagles. Yeah. How, how, Listen, how many it, more players can the Angels add to their lineup and still not hit? They're below four runs per yeah. game. They got Rendon. They got Trout. They got Otani. They got four guys. And below. they just brought up their 2022 first-round draft pick. They, they can't <laughs> they score. You know they're hitting home runs with Otani and Trout. The Angels can't get above four runs a game. I don't care who they add, right? They better put you in the six hole, right? Oh man! Listen, what's uh, what's our boy hitting? Uh, our number one, our number one pick from a few years ago. Yeah, Moniac. Yeah, well, I didn't. What, what's Moniac? I've been doing? looking. I don't think he's even gotten that bat this year. He yeah, must I think be he's hurt. hurt. Yeah, I heard he hurt his uh, wrist. Geez. Yeah, uh, the guy we're going to regret is uh, our Hoppy. He, he's going to no yeah. doubt about it. He's going to make us regret yeah. that. Uh, but Chuck, seriously, it, there's too many guys that have that have been successful. Uh, even even the guy from the Indians, name allegedly brought here, perennial All Star, Hall of Famer, the first baseman, came here, couldn't hit. The next year, the next year, he's getting MVP votes. I, I mean, it's so blatantly obvious yeah. that yeah. it's difficult to play in Philadelphia. Okay, that's that's a different question. Uh, they're, they're, well, what about if you feel that way? What about playing in New York with the Yankees? You want you want difficult, right? There's no patience in Yankee Stadium. None, zero. I mean, Rizzo said it's one of the toughest things he ever had to do in his career. Guys go in there with career two eighty averages, and uh, and you know, come up. Oh, my my apologies. Moniac is actually in AAA right now. Oh, is it? They sent him down. They sent him down. Yeah. Okay. What's right. he hitting? Uh, 286. There you go. He'll hey, be up soon. Triple, uh, is that your guy, Ray? Is that your claim to fame, Moniac? He, he may spend his... No, there's he may spend many his, pitchers. <laughs> there's been pitchers. There, there's been plenty of players. He may spend his career down in AAA. You know, he's a AAA player, basically. So what do we have, yeah. boys? Have we covered pretty much the gamut? I forgot to ask Skipper how he feels about uh, Kimbrel. Is he, is he put a fork in him? Or... Uh, He's going to make a comeback. I think he's done. I think he's absolutely done. Yeah, I think Kimbrell's probably done. Yeah, and uh, if the bull, if the ERA is going to stay anywhere around that, then we're going to be in trouble regardless. Are we? Uh, are we near rant? I think we're. Probably we are rant and rave. All right, we didn't miss anything. Ray, I mean, you want to go first? I know you have a lot to say. I gave you all the airtime today. I was, you know. Oh God, stop it! I owe you one. Stop it! I. I won't tell you my true rant. Oh, I no. know. Yeah, I know. I know. Go ahead. Just... I just, I want to, it's not actually a rant. I'm, it's actually going to be positive today. Again, I, I don't understand how the, our show is not, not doesn't have five, 10,000 listeners. Where else can you get, where else can you get this skipper, Charlie Manuel, the beloved Charlie Manuel, on a podcast. Nobody has them. Nobody has Boa. I've been saying it. 
people, you have to like, subscribe, check us out. Uh, you don't know what you're missing, and you're going to be getting a daily 15-minute. Yeah. Uh, so you're really not going to be missing anything. You're going to get the Godfather 15. for 15 minutes every day. Nobody does that. We're, we're looking for a title to the show. We don't have a title yet. Oh, uh, uh, I'll be. I'll come up with it. See, if you had Chad on there, I would say Chad and Dad. I'm, but yeah, I'm going to record it at six o'clock, high atop the third floor, looking over. I'm about <laughs> 85 feet above the stream, uh, with a beautiful, beautiful view because the woods are all cut out. So I've got an uh, inspiring view, and I'm going to set myself up 5:30 pregame, and then do it at six or seven. Uh, we're working out the logistics right now. One thing I would like, uh, Chad, to cover, uh, a lot of fans of our show that have a problem subscribing tell me each week that they think it's extremely complicated to subscribe to the show. So maybe, uh, Bud, you can take your rant time. I know you've been through it before, and I know to you, Mr. Techhead, it's very simple. But, you know, I can't keep forwarding the show each week to a hundred of my friends. It's, it's getting, it's getting laborious for me. And they're probably really sick and tired of hearing from me. How do people subscribe bud to the show? Yeah. So you, assuming you are most likely watching from Apple podcast. Um, listening. so yeah, if you're listening from Apple podcast, so if you are, just go into your search bar and search speaking of sports, uh, from there, you just, you know, click on the, uh, click on the show. And then in the top right corner, you just press the button that says follow, and that's that's it. Chad. Maybe that's what maybe they're looking for a subscribe and it's follow. Chad. Who knows? All they have to do if they if they have the podcast app that's on your Apple phone, mm-hmm. on your iPhone, the show will actually when a new show comes up, the, every time they hit podcast, our show the, the, the latest show actually pops right up. Yep, as long as you're following it, yes. Yeah, as long as you're connected with it, it pops right up. Sometimes it even downloads right to your phone, too, automatically. Well, that mine yeah. does, exactly. Yep. Yeah, keep in mind, boys, that we, uh, of the 150 loyal listeners, which the people out in podcast world think that's fantastic, like top 3%, keep in mind there's zero advertising, zero marketing, zero anything, flyers, advertising, standing outside of uh, a deli. We don't do anything. Now, we're going to start to do some things to promote it. My prediction is that we will get over 500 uh, listeners by the end of this season, my prediction. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, well, I guess that's about all all we have have today. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you can always find us at speakingofsportspod.com. All of our information there on the Instagram, Twitter, on the Instagram, I called it now. Uh, Facebook, a TikTok, anywhere you want. Speaking of sports, you know, you'll you'll get a hold of us. The last thing I will say, because I wanted to mention this, and part of my other my rave, was keep the name Carlos De La Cruz yeah. in the back of your mind. Twenty three years old, first baseman, hitting three forty three with a thousand OPS for the Double A Red and Phillies right now. Six eight, two hundred and ten pounds. Guys, guys, big. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he yeah. looks like a big guy. Deal. And I w- I would like to say thank you, number forty two, Jackie Robinson. Obviously, played in the 40s. We don't remember. But when I look at his stats, uh, not only is he a great offensive player, abbreviated career, didn't break into 26, missed 27. He's out by six under 6,000 
at bat. So that's an abbreviated career. Has high batting average, 338 years, speed, stolen bases, had OPS. But, man, you should see his defensive numbers at second base. He had like a plus 12 uh, D war, I mean, all around complete player, and look at the barriers that he opened up and oh, yeah. broke through. And boy, his sto- his story, UCLA, Chuck. Yeah, his story is unbelievable. You know what he had to penetrate through, what he had to tolerate, and uh, how it uh, you know changed everything for the for the black players. I guess is safe. But anyway, uh, that that's a wrap. That's all we got. Look forward to you next week. Go Phillies, right?